0: Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Brought to you by M.D. Anderson Cancer Center. We're a team of nearly 21,000 strong, all researching, innovating, and working to end cancer. Learn more about the leader in cancer care at makingcancerhistory.com. A Rocket Built by Students Reached Space for the First Time by Daniel Oberhaus In the early morning of April 21st, ten students from the University of Southern California's Rocket Propulsion Lab piled into the back of a pickup truck with a 13-foot rocket wedged between them and drove down a dusty dirt road to a launch pad near Spaceport America in southern New Mexico. When they arrived, their teammates helped them lift the 300-pound rocket onto a launch rail. Dennis Smalling, the rocket lab's chief engineer, began the countdown at 7.30 a.m. When he reached zero, Traveler 4 shot up off its launch pad, exhaust and flames pouring from its tail. The USC team is one of several groups of college students across the United States and Europe that have been racing to send a rocket above the Kármán line, the imaginary boundary that separates Earth's atmosphere and space. For most of the history of spaceflight, Sending a rocket to space required mobilizing resources on a national scale. The V-2 rocket, which was the first to reach space in 1942, took well over a decade to develop and cost the Nazis a fortune. In the eight decades since, dozens of other countries and a handful of billionaires have produced their own rockets capable of suborbital flight. But several student teams, including some from the top aerospace universities in the U.S., Princeton, MIT, UC Berkeley, Boston University, set out to show that they could do it, too. As Traveler 4 crossed the sky, the USC team and dozens of spectators watched in apprehensive silence, shielding their eyes from the rising desert sun. They scanned for signs of the rocket and listened to the range lead call out the altitude. Eight kilometers. Thirteen kilometers. Seventeen kilometers. Just under three minutes after launch, a member of the launch team radioed in with the words that everyone was waiting to hear. The drogues have fired! The first set of parachutes had deployed at Apogee, suggesting the rocket had made it to space as planned. Peter Eusebio, the team's recovery lead, let out a whoop and turned to embrace Sidney Wilcox, the team's launch coordinator, and the pair began jumping with glee. All that was left to do was find the rocket. The USC Rocketeers recovered their spacecraft 12 miles downrange from where it had launched. For an object that had just been traveling at five times the speed of sound, it was in pretty good shape. And when they analyzed the flight data, they concluded with near certainty that the rocket had breached the Kármán Line, making the USC Rocket Lab only the second amateur group to ever send a rocket to space. The vehicle had reached an altitude of 339,800 feet and achieved a top speed of 3,386 miles per hour. Although breaching the Kármán Line was the goal of the collegiate space race, this official space boundary is somewhat arbitrary. NASA, for instance, gives astronaut wings to any pilot that flies 50 miles above Earth's surface, which is some 60,000 feet below the Kármán line. By these metrics, the USC team was well into space proper, even accounting for any measurement errors by the onboard accelerometer tracking the rocket's ascent. The USC Rocket Propulsion Lab has been chasing this goal since it was founded in 2005. It began only a year after the Civilian Space Exploration Team became the first group in history to send an amateur rocket into space. That group repeated the feat in 2014. Like the Civilian Space Exploration Team, the USC lab focused on solid-fuel rockets, which require far less complicated and dangerous motors than the liquid-fuel rockets launched by SpaceX or Blue Origin. Some of the rockets being developed by the leaders of the collegiate space race have two stages— but the USC team opted for a single-stage rocket. If you're trying to get to orbit, which requires reaching speeds of more than 17,000 miles per hour, a two-stage rocket is a must, so as to jettison the dead weight of empty propellant tanks. But for lower altitudes and speeds, a single-stage rocket can do the trick. In 2013, the USC rocket team attempted its first space shot with the Traveler 1, which exploded just seconds after launch. A similar fate befell Traveler 2, which was launched the following year. Clearly, it was time to make some changes. Following the failure of the first two Traveler rockets, the USC team began to develop the Fathom rocket and the Graveler motor as test beds for flight systems that would be used on subsequent space shots. The Fathom rocket was effectively a scaled-down version of the Traveler rocket that allowed the USC team to build multiple rockets in quick succession to see how the subsystems worked together. After extensive ground tests, the team's Fathom 2 rocket set a record when it reached an altitude of 144,000 feet in 2017. Other collegiate rocket teams had reached only about 100,000 feet. The time seemed ripe to attempt another space shot. In September 2018, the USC team launched Traveler 3, which may have been the first collegiate rocket to make it to space. The team expected it to reach about 370,000 feet. But the USC team failed to activate the avionics payload, so none of its flight data got recorded. Prior to the launch of Traveler 4, Tewksbury says, the team overhauled its operational procedures to avoid a similar gaffe. USC may have been the first collegiate team to make it to space, but the race is far from over. A number of teams, including USC, are exploring liquid-fueled rockets. Despite the greater engineering challenge, They offer several advantages, including greater degrees of control and the ability to carry more payload mass to altitude. The huge costs of building such rockets makes them daunting for universities, but the same thing could have been said about solid-fueled rockets just 15 years ago. Tewksbury says the USC team is up for the challenge, but the team is also not done with its solid fuel rockets. The Rocket Propulsion Lab hopes to also claim the title of the highest amateur rocket launch in history. This means adding another 50,000 feet to their altitude. But once you've traveled 64 miles into the atmosphere, what's another dozen miles?
0: This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding